Craft Beer Radio, episode 415, on March 12th, 2017. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio 415 uh, in the Ides of March, where we have uh, some interesting beers to try. A lot of IPAs. It is what it is. And we said we'd never do an IPA show again. But, well, uh, that, that was before IPAs changed. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot less apparently bitter. Yeah. So what do you say we start with an IPA? Uh, that seems like a good idea. So we should mention that uh, Greg Fiermas sent us a whole bunch of great stuff. Thank you, Greg, from Aslan Beer Company. Uh, and so we're having three Aslans on the show tonight. I guess we should probably start with the uh, Neutrino? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Double so, dry hopped India Pale Ale. Right. So uh, this is double dry hop with Galaxy. Uh, note this beer may have some hot particles at the bottom of the can. Pour slowly towards the end of the can. Look how cloudy. That's the, one of those northeast IPAs. Yep. Oh yeah, they it? said. Uh, <laughs> um, it's orangey. Oops, that's not the right one. He mentioned that these are uh, the his first examples of cloudy northeast uh, New England style IPA, and that's what he wanted to send us because we mm-hmm. were like talking it up. So this is orange juice, essentially, or pineapple juice, or something. Uh, is um, yeah. You're not. It is super hazy. It's it's. It looks just like like a concentrated uh, <laughs> yeah pineapple juice. Yeah, pineapple juice is a good call, right? Because it has a straw yellow. I got a little. I got some hop flakes floating in my glass there. Just one on this side here. At least I'm hoping it's a hop flake. <laughs> And it's got like about, you know, half fingers worth of head. It's a little bubbly. Big, potent smell. Yeah, mango uh, and passion fruit and uh, papaya, maybe, and maybe guava. So there's a lot of that tropical stuff, that galaxy. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of sulfuriness in there, too, because it's so saturated. You're mm-hmm. getting a little bit of something, but it's not really oniony or anything like that. Just a little note of like. Just starting to think of something that's kind of Simcoe. Smells great. So let's see. It's different. It's a little cold. I'm going to warm it up a bit. Um, wow. Okay. There's 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 interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. There's and more than the just the tropical fruits as well. I mean, there's a fair amount of. Maltiness, like, uh, oh wow, that that the uh, lupulin burns. It's like <clears throat> you can feel it, like in the back of your throat, like you know, like fresh hopped ale type thing. Yeah. It's very lupulin-y, and it's almost like a spicy from just the hop lupulins in the back of my throat. But I was saying from the beginning that you know there was kind of this caramel bready thing going on throughout you know it was definitely more malty i was happy that you know it was getting more than just tropical yeah. fruit flavors and being tropical fruit juice well it hit you at first with a very kind of leafy almost spearmint like uh flavor and texture 
And then the tropical fruit stuff starts to come in mm -hmm. and, you know, way low on it. And through it, through it, like you said, there is this sort of malt backbone of um, uh, almost buttered bread. Okay. You know those caramels with the little cream with the cream in the center. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting some of those that type of flavor in here. The spearmint's a neat call, right? Because it does have that leafy, minty spice mm -hmm. uh, scratchiness to it, and something that's bordering on like kind of a minty character up front, but it doesn't quite get there. Yeah, it doesn't go all the way towards mint, but it does have a lot of leafy notes. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a if you have ever had mint that sort of lost a lot of its leaf, a lot of its mint. Mm -hmm. it, it still, you know, it still tastes leafy and it tastes sort of like this. But right. also, I, Shinzo leaf is another example of something that has a sim similar kind of uh, thing going on. Yeah, the uh, this is a, this is a, this is like the new level for uh, like the, the dry hoppingness. Like, yeah, like I mean, this is like. They didn't just, like not just dry hop, but you know when like you have a bag full of hops, right? There's that yellow powder in the bottom of the bag. Imagine like a huge sack of just that stuff. That's like they're shaking into. The, that's what it feels like they did here. There is a. This is interesting. This is interesting use of hops because there's a lot of hops in here, but it's not overly bitter. There's a little bit of a lingering thing going on, but it's not overt. Um, this is Neutrino from Aslan yeah. Beer Company. Yeah, really. I like how their labels are artwork. Yeah. You know, the the entire label, entire front of the label is a design, maybe made by an artist or maybe just a graphic designer. But the graphic the, designer is still an artist. Sure. Different motivations usually. Not necessarily. Okay. But then, like, Aslan Beer Company is written just on the little piece right above the government warning. Yeah. And the name of the beer is... All the names of the beer are just in, you know, like, 10-point sans font. <laughs> yeah. With, in the, in the, it's really, really tight kerning. You know, it's like, here's the facts. <laughs> like, it's surprising the beer even has a clever name, like Nutrino. Yeah, so, they, you know, because... They really want the labels to speak for themselves, I think, is, right. is what they're saying. And... and um, and I guess they want you to sort of recognize the beer by its label as opposed to by its name because that's what they're clearly trying to push here. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting also is that these are the pounder cans, but they only have the labels. Like labels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is... And every sip comes back and hits you with that... It's almost like... Um, Mango, pineapple, like pineapple juice, keep it back there. But, but you know, the way the car, the it's not just the carbonation of the beer. There's an acidity mm -hmm. that's coming across like a citric acid or, or it's almost like drinking um, a mimosa or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, where the carbonation hits you, not like beer carbonation, but more like something with soda water in it or maybe champagne. It's, it's definitely, it, it, it's pretty good. I, I like it. It's... This is the brightest, most flavorful, cloudy mess of a beer that I've had, right? I mean, because I've had other beers that have looked like this, but they've been a muddy mess. They haven't been bright and sharp like this mm -hmm. one. So this is what people are raving about. I'm starting to get it. Yeah. This is great. I'm super digging this. Thank you, Greg. This is fantastic. Mm. Kind of taking our time with the last couple of sips here. 
So we, we got some, a tweet. Some hop. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was like. <laughs> oh my goodness. goodness! That was green. The can was heavy, like heavier yeah. than like really heavy compared to how mm-hmm. much beer I know is left in it. So I knew that it was like to the point of. St- oh my gosh, that's just green sludge. No wonder they want you to pour carefully. Okay, here we go. Drinking the green sludge. And muddies it up, makes it a little bit scratchier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely want it decanted. Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely has the lupulin in it, though. Mm-hmm. It's all over the back of my throat Yeah, now. decant this properly, for sure. But, uh, wow. That was, um, oof. Like I said, I'm... St- <sighs> I'm choking on it right now, but uh, I get what people are going goo-goo over if, you know, other Northeast mm-hmm. IPAs are along the lines of this. So do you want to go for, do you want to drop down to the Berliner Weiss? Uh, yeah, we can go IPA, not IPA, IPA, not IPA. Mm-hmm. So one of the beers that was also sent to us by Greg was the Berliner Weiss with passion fruit and mango. This is only 3.5%. So the last one was at uh, six something, six point two. So this this looks uh, kind of similar, actually, in terms of just the color. Uh, it's not quite as muddy. Well, you'd expect a blue yeah. device to be cloudy. Mm-hmm. It's straw colored, uh, but the head is is very different. The head is is much finer, um, and yeah. There you go. Here's some of that. So what, this has passion fruit and mango. Mango. I was going to say strawberry, but mango. So immediately the first thing I smell here is wheat. And now, okay, now the... I think the passion fruit's coming yeah. through more. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a kind of a sweeter, almost like a berry smell to yeah. it than, you know, a melony mango type smell. I think that's why I was thinking strawberries when I first smelled it, too. There's something that's coming across a bit like strawberry in that realm. I agree. Mm. It's a nice mixer for the fruits and the Mm -hmm. tartness from the Berliner. Yeah, it's moderately tart, but it goes well with the sweetness from the passion fruit juice. And the uh, the mango. It stays outside of safe space mm-hmm. of fruit. Yeah. And is into some interesting combination, um, which I like about it. And it but it also has you know, definitely the, the pull of a citrusy, you know, that passion fruit pull where you feel like you got to drink more. Yeah, local brewery, North Country Brewing, they've been making a sour beer called Margarita or something like that. But it's too trying too hard to be a sweet margarita mm-hmm. with you know citric fruit tang to it or something like that and it's it's not <laughs> i've had it twice now i went back to it a second time you know like close to a year later just to make sure and it's like you know they're, they're definitely making this for people who think the name is like ooh, margarita we should bring up that there's been some interesting news happening in, in the craft beer radio yeah um speakeasy and their famous Prohibition Ale have shut down indefinitely, ceased operations completely. Yes. 
Um, so you mentioned that there was lots of feigned surprise in the tweets because uh, Speakeasy was one of the beers that would be in your top five death pool for medium to large breweries. Why is that? They just, okay, so to, to me, they are still doing the exact same thing they were doing 10 years ago. Mm. The exact same thing. And we know that beer drinkers, craft beer drinkers, the guys who buy a lot of this beer are way too fickle for, you know, sticking with the same beer for 10 years. Look at all the stuff that New Belgium's putting out mm. in Sierra Nevada. Even Anchor's trying, right? But, you know, Speakeasy, to me, is that guy who was a pioneer, who, I don't know if resting on your laurels is the right word, but, you know, had their way and kept doing it their way. And, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Well, I mean, it's, the thing is that sometimes you hear about that and it's it's put in, like, a good sense. Like, everyone did everything different, but we stayed doing the same thing and we, we stayed with our tradition. And that's, yeah, what, that's what Budweiser says. That's, about, that's the only one that I can think of that uses that. And that's, you know, that's all about marketing, right? So, I don't know. I'm not surprised that it's speakeasy. Uh, but the, yeah, Twitter was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe tweet tweet." Well, for Budweiser, it's not true. I mean, Bud Light is their biggest seller, so <laughs> right. The, you know, so I, I don't know. To me, it seemed like Fane's surprise. I saw a good tweet from. Oh, was great. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was Stan or San Hieronymus or whether it was Andy Couch. You know. You know, and this is what I thought kind of immediately was, well, you know, in a an open market like this, you know, breweries are going to fail. And mm-hmm. occasionally a big, medium to large brewery is going to fail. It's kind of, I think it's healthy. You know, you've talked about bubbles for years. And, yeah. you know, like those at Andy Street was about, you know, this isn't the bubble bursting. You know, one brewery does not make a bubble pop. But it could be a sign when, of peak. Brewery, right? I mean, I'm not even thinking. I didn't want to get into that part. I don't have a great opinion on that. But what I do have is, when the market is on fire so much that nobody can do wrong, that's that's a bubble. That's bubble. That's setting up for. But when you're in an environment where there's a low level of shakeout happening, that sounds like a healthy market to me. And I'm not an economist. I might not be using the right terms in the right places and things like that. But, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, You're going that, that, to have... that, seems, that seems like a fair point, yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm like, good. You know, we're not in this hyperbolic growth that is going to explode, you know. you know, or The, the, the doomsday people are going to think, you know, we're, this is the beginning of the crash. I kind of am more optimistic. I, well, it, I, mean, I just see this as we're in a place where... Tons of breweries are starting. Tons of new breweries are going to be going away. Some old breweries are going to be going away. I mean, Speakeasy is in San Francisco. That's a big beer town. There's lots of stuff going on there. And like I said, if my impression's right, where they've been doing the same thing for 10 or 15 years in a place like San Francisco, which is always innovating, always, I mean, not just in beer or tech, but I mean, just the whole mm-hmm. area is about innovation. And I don't think of innovation when i think of speakeasy so i'm not surprised that that brewery in that location doing what i apparently they've been doing to me like i said i would have if i would sit down and make a list of breweries likely to close i would have 
certainly put them on it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Speaking of other breweries, we he took a picture. I guess you that were, was one I saw on Twitter. I didn't yeah. take the picture. It was a case of uh, Lou. I think Lou Bryson posted it initially. This case of Dab Pilsner mm. from Germany has a 15 month shelf life. Yes, produced on. Um, July 19th. July 19th of 2016, and E, I guess, expires expires on October 19th of 2017. (laughs) Must be nice. Mm. That's just a long time. (laughs) Different market for, yeah. Yeah, it's, at least, I don't know, they they might be, looking, judging from the box, it's green bottles, but it's in a box mm-hmm. so it's presumably not even still i mean that's just people trying to stretch out yeah not concerned about freshness that's for sure no not at all it was it was more something just to humorously mention than to yeah no it, it is very silly but i guess they don't expect these to sell very well because why else would they have that on there yeah i don't know Wow, then I'm just getting more and more tartness. Cumulant burps. No. No. no, from the previous <laughs> yeah. one? Don't drink the sludge. No, I mean, once you're done, I think it's interesting to put, yeah. put a little bit of sludge and just be like, whoa. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> Own your mistakes. It's the kind of mistake that I've got. Like. a tweet from a new listener, He's, and he. Went healthy ways back into the archive mm. and started listening there. He's like, man, I sure hope they stop swallowing into the microphone. I'm like, oh, I got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> what is the, what's the good news? Well, he didn't, he, I, was, I was waiting for him to question me on it. And his reply was, I will uh, optimistically try, you know, continue on. I was going to say, well, the bad news is that, uh, that doesn't we stop. still swallow into the microphone. The good news is there's a podcast like the Beerus who don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing you mentioned was um, Dark Lord. Oh, my goodness. So your ticket to Dark Lord Day, which includes a voucher for a bottle, mm-hmm. $180. They're non-transferable. The name on the ticket has to match your ID to get your Dark Lord, which I guess is, which is probably a good idea. Probably a really good idea. Uh-huh. Um, man, that's cuckoo, cuckoo crazy. $180 for one beer. And, you know, we have Utopias. The thing about Utopias is you can save them and you can parse them out over time and you take little bits mm-hmm. and enjoy it. You can't do that with a Dark Lord. Yeah. I mean, you could Xyla stop it, but at most it's going to last a month. Yeah. And if you Xyla stop it, you don't want to open it that much, you know, maybe yeah. once or twice, and yeah. that's it. Uh... <sighs> yeah, I think we're done tasting Dark Lord on the show. Probably. I wouldn't expect to get any more. Back in the day, we we had on two different occasions. We yes. had great listeners. Who, I don't remember who they were, but they sent but them. We still have great listeners. Oh. But I mean... Not as great as they used to be. <laughs> We've got to make our listeners great again. Um, yeah, twice we had listeners send us Dark Lord, and the first time we had it, it was uh, angels singing. It was amazing. No, no, the first time we had it was disappointing. The second oh. time we had it was when oh, okay, now we see what it was because okay. the first time we had it, it was like 
This is just a regular. Oh, that's right. It was a year without the sludge or whatever, right. and they put the sludge. Yeah, okay, you're right. You know, second time we had it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. But not 180 dollars it. No. Yeah. I mean, it does come with the the thing, the Dark Lord Day Festival. So, what is that? It's like I think I. I didn't look into it. I think it's like a beer fest. If not a beer fest, it's a, like a world's largest bottle share type thing. So, I mean, you're going, you're having a time, you're drinking, you're, and then you get a Dark Lord as well. It's well, there's not... a limit too, so that means you can get paid $180 for another one? Yeah. I think I think that's what, I didn't, I didn't read the fine print, but that's what I gathered. That's a, that's a lot of money for a beer. Yeah. That's Dark Lord, bro. Even uh, Greg put on here that these are whales, bro. <laughs> Master of karate. Uh, so whales. He said, "Ugh, I hate myself for writing that." So it's okay. Take it back. We're with you. Got like in a brief Twitter fight with uh, some guy who's starting the Shelfies podcast. Oh yes, yes, that was funny because um, for those who aren't aware, Jeff had talked. I registered the uh, domain name shelfturds.com and got shelfturds on Twitter. And in my copious amounts of free time, I was going to start a quick, like, five-minute podcast about, you know, taking, you know, about reviewing, talking about shelf turds, uh-huh. you know, and trying to take the name shelf turds and take polish the turd, you know, make that not as derogatory as it initially was, was my thing. So then Greg, uh, same Greg, right, I think, you know, tweeted about the Shelfies podcast, or video cast, whatever it is. Right. And, you know, I kind of said, yeah, I haven't got there. I haven't got to it yet. So the guy from the shop, he's like, oh, I hear us talking. Not much doing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bruh. So, you know, I was like, well, you know, I've been doing the other podcast for 12 years, bro. <laughs> I forget what, what I said. And he's like, you know, and he's like, what podcast is that? I'm not because I said the main show. The main, the main he's show. like, what's the main show? I'm not familiar with that. And like craftyradio.com. And then like, it was like silence after that. <laughs> What's the main podcast? Never heard of it. You said craftyradio. And said, no, he responded to oh. Shelfies have feelings too. Oh, yeah. Please don't call them shelters. No, they don't have feelings. They're beers. Not in his marketing regime. <laughs> anyway, it was a brief Twitter fight. But mm-hmm. all I hear is talking, not much doing. Well, mm-hmm. Um... What else? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Um, let's do the Master Karate, huh? Yeah. All right, so the, the third and final Aslan of the Night is Master of Karate. Uh, double I, Imperial IPA, uh, brewed with Galaxy Mosaic and Amarillo, 8.4%. Make sure I get all that passion fruit mm-hmm. and Good idea. Berliner out of the uh, glass. Interesting. So here we have another uh, New England style, the uh, very cloudy, but this is more amber. Yeah, this one's not quite that same level of orange juice, pineapple Mm -hmm. juice. It's pretty cloudy, but... Yeah, I guess so. I guess it is because it's more amber. It doesn't quite, yeah, it doesn't quite fluoresce the same way. But it, it's plenty cloudy. It does have that same uh, look to it. 
but it's got a a bigger head, a little bit finer. I smell some of the amarillo there. I smell a little bit of of the of the sulfury note, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's really tropical stuff. Still tropical. Galaxy. That yeah. passion fruit's coming through again. And then I'm smelling like a toffee type type of like I'm getting like for the maltiness, like almost like like a burnt toffee or something like that. Oh yeah, I think if as you mentioned, maybe like a waffle. Okay, yeah. All right. Hmm. You know, on this flight, I'm smelling it. I'm thinking, you know, this one's not quite as aromatic as that other one. That double dry hop was nutso. I mean, this one's still hoppy, but, you know, it's all relative when you're doing a flight. And that neutrino was... Mm. Now, let's see. This one... This one is sweeter. This one has more... I mean, the sweeter is the thing that's coming to mind my immediately. Yeah. It's yeah, lots of malt. The it's kind of has as an orangey, grapefruity thing going on a little bit less less directly tropical, even though it's you know it's galaxy mosaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more balanced, right? It's not it's not smacking you in the face with anything right. in particular, like crazy tropicals or. Anything, you know, this one doesn't have that fresh lupulin burn. Mm-hmm. You know, this one is a lot more, you know, traditional yeah. double IPA. <laughs> it is, it is than any, weirdly than, more you know. mainstream. So, I, you know, I'm just trying to think of like, I need to kind of level set here because comparing to the neutrino mm-hmm. isn't going to get us anywhere because mm. the neutrino was nutso with all kinds of crazy technique. And it's, it's very drinkable, it's got a nice sweetness to it. Um, Guess you know it reminds me a little bit of those hop candies. Okay, yeah, that's a good call. The bee hoppy hop candies. Mm-hmm. If you haven't tried those, they're pretty good. They're made by a guy that uh, lives across the border in Ohio, but near here. The guy that does the bee hoppy brand, which was the original mm-hmm. hop candy, and uh, he's an occasional member of the homebrew club as well. Those are good if you've never had them. Yeah, think about ordering some. There's a free plug for Bee Hoppy because it's good stuff. <clears throat> it's, it's it's weird drinking such a balanced double IPA yeah. off the flight. I mean, because first we had first we had the double dry hopped, and then we had that passion fruit Berliner. So while it wasn't tropically hopped. It still had those tropical yeah. flavors. So now we're coming back to... So now our tongues are sort of in, in a zone of fruit and, mm. and slight tang, and, and now we're being hit with a lot of a lot more malt than, than we had before. Yeah. So the malt is really what's sticking out. Um, it, it This tastes a little muddy. Like... Uh, yeah. Other, yeah, like there's other New England IPAs. I mean, this... It, this the The... Um, the neutrino was really clean in, in in its presentation. This tastes a little bit. Right. I mean, like like it like it has like it's a big cloudy thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's coming across. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. No, no, not yeah. at all. But it's coming across like you know, 
what's the word I want to use? Run of the mill is not really the right word, but yeah. you know, a normal good double IPA. Yes, yeah. you know where. You know, we have pretty high expectations from the two other mm-hmm. Aslan beers that we had. So this one's definitely a bit of a letdown just on our expectations on those other two beers. And then right. Greg calling it a whale, bro. You know, it's like, yeah. well, not really. <laughs> or if it is a whale, I should have sold it. Um, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's fine. It's, um, but the maltiness is nice, right? Because mm-hmm. you're getting a good balance. The bitterness, it, it, that's another thing. And this one isn't really that bitter. Right. Um where the neutrino, especially with all that fresh dry hopping, the bitterness really smacked you. At least the kind of the burning quality of that lupulin, which I guess isn't technically bitterness, but it's bitter. It's 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 enough to yeah. excite the taste buds in, in a unique way. This is this is very good, and I like the flavors, and uh, is well well put together. Uh, it's not as exciting as a neutrino was. It's yeah. not like as whoa, this is something new and interesting. This is very good and. But these are flavors I've had before. You know, now I'm starting to get, I think I'm starting to get level set finally, you know, after like six sips. You know, what I'm tasting now is kind of like a tropical jam on toast. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an, definitely an enjoyable flavor. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. This is this is a very good beer. But flight has played a role in, in how mm-hmm. we're perceiving yeah. it. And... Um, Yeah, now that I'm drinking it, I'm thinking about, you know, some toast with some marmalade on it, you know, and imagine some passion fruit marmalade or, you know, some kind of blend of orange passion fruit mango, that kind of thing. And if you think about it that way, the beer makes sense. Yeah. It's good. It's just, it's kind of quiet and subdued compared it to... It also, it finishes really dry compared mm-hmm. to the neutrino, right? The okay. neutrino had a real continuation of those flavors. Oh, right. And this one just, you a lot know... crisper. It's much more crisp when it when it comes out uh, in comparison. So this is the master of karate. Hmm. So last week we uh, told people they could still send self-addressed. Told them they could still send self-addressed stamped envelopes to us, but we didn't mention where they could find our address. If you go to the website under the contact us thing, there's a, a link about sending donations, yeah. and just send it to the same address that you you know that breweries would send beers to, and self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll send you back something. We will send you back some something. little tchotchke of sorts. <laughs> oh, but the music means you need to support us by going to craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon. You gotta. You got it. Just got to do it. I mean, for this, you know, stunning review of Master of Karate, we're like, well, if it's a whale, I should have sold it. You know, uh, <laughs> come on. That's worth price of admission right there, isn't it? So craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You do your shopping. doesn't cost you anything more because you use that referral link to start your shopping session. We get a kind of uh, kickback from Amazon and everyone's happy. We're just a cathedral. Y'all bringing me down. I didn't know there was words. Yeah, there are lyrics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the table beer or the uh, another IPA? No, let's do the table beer. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Uh, but at 5.6, it's not much of a table beer. Well, I mean, a table beer is like Le Petit Prince, you uh, think, right? Hear, Around 3%. You. They call it a table beer? They call it taffle beer. 
but the the lid the underneath it's a our indigenous table beer with a touch of Britannomyces. So this is from Dry Log, uh, the local one of the local sour breweries. Uh, this is a Saison Farmhouse at five point two percent. Try to get this glass rinsed out. Uh, we have a pale straw color, like two, two and a half fingers worth of very fine shavy cream like head, which makes me think Brett. And makes me smell Brett too. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, Smells kind of like um, like a saison Dupont or something right off the nose, you know, where you're getting a very straw-like, rustic type aroma. Here you can hear the difference in the sound from the, from the previous one, where it was much more fizzy. <laughs> this is kind of popping, crackly. Yeah. Yeah, it smells um, like a like a really nice farmhouse. I'm, yeah, it has. It doesn't have. You know, a lot of the Brett beers we had lately. I've really been going to, like, washed rind cheese is mm-hmm. my go-to flavor. I'm happy that I'm not smelling it in this one. This one's more of a pastoral, you know, wood, wood, and, deep orange yeah. type thing. has a bit of a sourness to mm-hmm. it. The Brett's in there, which kind of gives it a bit of a chalky um, character as well. It definitely doesn't go cheesy. There's more of a lactic-type character to it. Yeah. So it doesn't really... Maybe a bit of yogurt in the late taste, but up front it's kind of just kind of sour. Um, almost like... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Grapefruit juice, I guess. Orange juice, uh, like a very... Grapefruit juice, yeah, but it's not without grapefruit. But the the taste is more blood orange. Yeah, yeah. I was going for like the kind of acidity. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking pineapple, but no, I landed a grapefruit. Grapefruit is the right right for acidity, yeah. I think. It's it's very drinkable. It's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah, I think I, I do get a little bit of a lactic, almost like a cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Thing at the end, okay. yeah. I, I just get a, I get a tiny little bit of something that's kind of like Greek yogurt, but, but not too much. It does seem like there's uh, some kind of culture in here. You know, I'm getting something that's a little bit Flandersy as I'm yeah. taking more yeah. sips. You know, a little bit more of that kind of um, berry. It's leaning towards kind of a mangoish thing too. There, there's okay. a little bit. Going I was thinking of like blackberry. A little bit there, you know. Think of like a ro- yeah, a kind I can of see like that. the yeah, kind of like the tart Rodenbach flavors and that. You know, yeah. I'm getting some of that. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's, um, hmm. I was just, for some reason, what came to my mind just popped in my head was smoothie with banana as a way to tame some of those okay uh, flavors. Um, if you wanted to, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that with this beer, but I don't know why that popped in my head, but I figured I might as well say it. Um, uh, there's, I don't know. There's something there about like a, I mean, like all smoothies are mostly banana, right? Big part of the filler. 
they're the sawdust of a smoothie. <laughs> and um, no, there's something about that. Like uh, what you say, yeah, there might be a little bit like I thought about acetate coming off of there's something. Something it's not really tasting banana, but you know, it's definitely reminding, reminiscent of. Maybe there's a vanillin like. Yeah, maybe that's a vanilla thing. I just topped off our glasses with the rest of the bottle. I can't have varied it carefully, but you know, let's see if we get anything more out of it now. Might have made it a little bit tart, more tart. I'm getting the berries more now. Okay. I like the berries. They're a nice touch. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, this one is um, what I. It's, it's it's interesting how we're getting into it. It's kind of evolving to me because my yeah. first sip. I'm like, yeah, this tastes like a primary fermentation, where it's kind of on the clean side. You're getting some of those dusty, leathery flavors. But then after that first sip, when now that I'm dialing into it, it's definitely a lot more of a complex, wild culture type beer. It's really good. It's um, one of the better dry logs I've had, actually, mm-hmm. because there's uh, a lot to, to, to look in here, a lot to kind of focus on um yeah this one is um you know we've talked about this before where i felt they finally come of age they're making great beer but this is a great one of their great beers mm-hmm. i think because it, it's really deep where some of their beers are perfectly good but they're a little shallow in the uber diving in you know like the kind of review yeah. that we do on the show some of them come across a little on the shallow side even though they're still demonstrably good beer where this one is giving us more to look at than we can and it's it's really fun to drink hmm. very enjoyable i picked this one up at whole foods which one for the one in one wexford in one wexford okay they have a decent selection there, as I remember. Yeah, they have. A, they made the pub there, the Wexford pub. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's where I asked the guy to... Oh, we still have another beer left. I thought we were done. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I had him break the against the grain four-pack so I could get ones mm. and singles of each of those. So I was lining up the beers for review time, and I'm like, oh, this one's not opened yet. <laughs> <laughs> we still got one more. One more on the docket. We're still taking our time with it. Yeah, I just want to take my time with it. Let's yeah. find something to talk about here. Um, stuff and things. <laughs> Anything you got? Uh, any other beer news you know of? Uh, how? Now, Heineken to purchase craft brewer shorts brewing. Really? That's in breaking. It's in Reddit beer. Huh. I mean, Schwartz has had like majorly expanded over the last two years or so. Mm-hmm. They're in town here. The the thing about Schwartz expansion, okay, uh, this isn't a new rumor. We've been approached beers. We always explore options. But we've got nothing new to report. Says Schwartz Brewing. Okay, so well, let's just talk about the rumor and talk about Schwartz. Yeah, while we're finishing this Taffel beer, you know, when Schwartz first came on the scene. Really exciting brewery. Really wanted to try them. We tried them at the JBF, and they had beers like Strawberry Shortcake, which was like, holy cow, mm-hmm. good. It tastes just like a Strawberry Shortcake, but still tastes like a beer. It didn't taste like a foo-foo, gimmicky, whatever. And then we had a few other shorts, and they were really high on reputation. And then when shorts came to town, the stuff that they brought to town, like... 
it just nothing is like it's not the beers I remember. Right. It's not the shorts that I had in my mind. So like I'm not excited about shorts being in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, it's because yeah, the stuff that they released just isn't great. It, it's it's not bad, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I mean, shorts are just another brewery on the shelves now. So complete change from you know when I first he first came on the scene, or like when like we heard like shorts was coming to Pittsburgh. Like holy crap, shorts is coming to Pittsburgh. And then when they did, you know, it was a major letdown. Uh, but you know the kind of expansions they've done it kind of fits in line with you know being bought up doing the Heineken mm-hmm. type thing um, the Kansas City Royals are the first major league mm-hmm. baseball team to have an official craft beer in quotes because it's not technically a craft beer yeah it is it is yeah. it is still yeah okay so yeah. Boulevard is the Kansas City Royals official yes. beer yeah um Jeremy Danner is kind of their their media guy, and he's a huge baseball fan. So when I saw that article in the Washington Post, I like, you know, the smells of Jeremy, stinks of Jeremy Danner. He's like, oh, it stinks so good. I, now, for him, I'm excited because, I mean, could you imagine, you know, you're, you're working in beer, you love beer, you love baseball, and now you're like, you get this deal with the Royals. I mean, he probably gets a box or something, you know, or like <laughs> least season tickets. I mean, he's probably gone to all the games. So good for Jeremy. I'm sure he's... Living the dream right now. Ooh, here's an interesting article. The 25 worst tasting beers in America. <laughs> okay, let's have at it while we're drink- finishing off this topic Okay. Um, uh, oh, okay. Uh, number 25, O'Doul's. Oh, is this list going to get any... Maybe this list isn't worth talking about. I, I mean, I can name 25 beers that I would never drink, too. But Yeah, let's see if there's any that are... Um, is not, it a listicle where we have to click through each page? No, it's five per page. But, uh, okay, so O'Doul's, Miller Lite, Labatt Blue Light, Red Dog, and King Cobra, which is Anheuser-Busch. That's the first... That's the, the 25 to Are these in order? Or? Yeah, yeah. 20 to 19... 20 is Corona Extra. Nineteen. That was that was Michael Jackson's. uh, Oh no, Corona Light was Michael Jackson's worst beer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Eighteen Wild Blue. Seventeen Budweiser Select. Sixteen Bud Ice. These are all right. Okay. Uh, Fifteen Bush. Fourteen Milwaukee's Best or the Beast, (laughs) as I commonly heard it referred to when I was uh, in my twenties. Thirteen Milwaukee's Best Light. Twelve Keystone Ice. Uh, bitter beer face, right? And eleven Miller sixty four. How can that be the worst tasting beer? That beer should have no flavor at all. <laughs> number ten Coors Light. Number nine Natural Ice. Coors Light's number ten. Miller Light is twenty four. Yeah, I think Miller Light's fine. Sure, I mean Coors Light doesn't taste like anything practically. Of course, of course, Light tastes like corn. I, I okay. don't like it at all. Um, Keystone Light number eight, Bush Light number seven, Bud Light number six. Uh, number five, Corona Light. Number four, Bud Light and Clamato Chilada. Okay, now we're talking. Okay. <laughs> number three, Michelob Ultra, which really that doesn't taste. Yeah, like that anything. doesn't taste like anything. Uh, number two, Budweiser Select fifty five, and number one, Natural Light. Natty Light, worst tasting beer in America, huh? Guess so. 
I could find worse beers than natural. Yeah, light. sure. There's that Tanilla that we had a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. It was spoiled. Worse than Natty Light. There are plenty of craft beers that I'd put as worse than, than some of these beers. I mean, okay, Bud Light and Clamato. Like, okay, I get that. Uh, and and Michelob Ultra I also get because it doesn't taste like anything in the sense that there's nothing there. But worse tasting, they're worse tasting. Really, like Cave Creek Chili Beer, for example, mm-hmm. Romulan Ale. <laughs> <laughs> What was that beer that downright offended us about a year ago? What? Oh, um, uh, Ballast Point. Uh, watermelon oh, Watermelon Dorado. Dorado. That yes, <laughs> I blocked it out because it was like an abusive <laughs> counter. What? Are, I, I would rather have any of these beers than Watermelon Dorado, or almost any of them. I think Clamato is probably worse than probably. Watermelon Dorado. All right. On to the final beer of the night against Green Brewery. So against the brain brings us pile of face. It is six point five percent alcohol by volume, sixty five IBU, American IPA. Uh, it's the straightforward effin IPA that you always wanted from us. They don't use effin. Okay. Right. A modicum of simple malts provide the mediocre backbone to the to the mountain of various hops that are utilized and rotated throughout the brewing process. They're in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I, I kind of like how they're like. Okay, a-holes, you made us make an IPA. We're yeah. going to like describe it as shittily as possible. <laughs> Pile of face. Pile of face. So the color is... Uh, bronzish. Yeah, moderately cloudy bronze. The aroma, I mean, it's not super hoppy. There's some a bit of dankness. Here's a new one I got for you. There's a bit of tackle box. Something like vaguely fishy. Interesting. That's not what I smell, but okay. Okay. Like when I think tackle box, maybe because I don't have much experience with tackle box. I have more experience with fish tanks when oh, they go. Yeah, no, not fish tank. Yeah. Tackle box is more like the the slime on the fish, and you know algae. Or yeah, it's it's definitely different than fish pee and fish poop. Yeah, very different. Which when I think tank, I think yeah fish because when Heather and I were dating, we got a small fish tank, like a three gallon, something too small to take care of, where mm-hmm. you can't maintain the ecosystem, and we were like. Doing tons of work, like changing like a third of the water a day. Wow. And we couldn't get the thing not to smell like an open sewer. <laughs> yeah, you need like a 20 gallon, you need to have a nice filtration yeah. system. In it there. smelled like an ammonia tank. Yeah. It was awful. I'm not smelling the tackle box as much anymore, but yeah, first couple snips, that's what I was getting. Yeah, that's kind of just ordinary. There's not really much going on here. Um, 
there's a little bit of uh, sweetness with um, kind of a crusty bread. Uh, I mean, based on the flight, it seems like it's a little bit hoppier than Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It seems kind of in mostly the same vein as Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It tastes kind of aqueous, though. Sierra Nevada doesn't taste this, yeah. this aqueous. Okay. Um, yeah, it feels kind of empty. I mean... <laughs> Um, I guess as, as an end of the of the night beer, it's you know it's it's a nice cool down, but um, it doesn't compare to to the rest of the stuff we had tonight. Yeah, you know as I'm drinking it, it's um, I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing that great about it either. I'm getting some. I'm, you know, I'm starting to level set on this one. I'm, I'm, the malts and the hops are playing together. You're getting a little bit of that hop candy type flavor again. It's a little on the... What would that be? Uh, take an orange and mix it with a pear. Something like that. Okay. Um, maybe like an Asian pear. You know, you know, like the apple-y pear thing that they make in Asia, apparently. Uh <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Yep. You want to rank? Yeah. Let's rank. Okay, bottom of the list, uh, pile of face. <laughs> uh, hard luck, I mean, no, not a hard luck loser. It, it is a victim of flight, for sure. I just, who knows, on another show we might have liked it more, but it's definitely rounding out the pack with uh, its... You know, these guys didn't want to make an IPA, so they made an IPA, and it kind of feels like it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. Then I'm going to put Master of Karate in fourth place. Um, of the Aslan, three Aslan beers we had tonight, this one was easily in last place for me. As we started drinking it, you know, it's it's a perfectly fine beer, but the other two Aslan beers... Mm-hmm were noteworthy. Yes. They were exceptional beers. And this one is good to really good beer, somewhere in that range, where the other two were exceptional. And the dialogue was exceptional. So now I've got to figure out which three of these exceptional beers is in third place. And I think I'm going to put the Berliner Weiss. This was a good Berliner Weiss. Um, more than average on the sourness. Uh, the, the, the fruits they added, the passion, uh, the, the passion fruit mango. Yep. Yeah. Adding the passion fruit mango. It was well added. It, um, a lot of juicy flavors. Excuse me. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Now then we got the two really good beers, really, really good beers. We got Neutrino and we got the Tafel beer. I'm going to put the dry log Tafel beer in second place. This guy was awesome because... You know, you're thinking of a table beer with some Brett. Your expectations are, that sounds interesting. It doesn't sound like, whoa. And then what you get is this, you know, 5% beer that has Brett, but it really tastes like there's another culture in there. You're getting a bunch of different mm-hmm. things coming together. It had some of those berry flavors, blackberry. It had a bit of a Flanders-type tinge to it, even though, you know, it's this golden ale. It's... One of the best sour beers I've had from Drylog. Really good beer. And then I'm going to put the Neutrino in first place because uh, 
I see why people are crazy about Northeast IPAs if it tastes like this. This thing was wickedly dry hopped. I mean, you could feel the little pellets of yellow lupulin yeah. sticking in your throat. Um, there was a good half inch of sludge, hop sludge, at the bottom of the can. <laughs> I'm not sure if that... I'm not giving it bonus points for that. They're lucky I'm not detracting for that, but the beer was that good that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was just really, really yeah, good. Don't shake this up before you drink it. No. Um, uh, my rankings are exactly the same as yours. I wrote them out uh, before you before you were done, and I would mm-hmm. match them exactly. So, yeah, this against the grain comes in last place. Kind of. Uh, hold on one second. Excuse me. Kind of just it's it's there. It, it's nothing special. Uh, it, it's almost a shelf. It really is a shelf turd, basically. Um, I wouldn't really, you know, go go out of my way to find it. Uh, in, in fourth place, Master of Karate, which maybe Flight has an influence mm-hmm. in 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 how he tasted it. Right. Um, but the the other ones were were more interesting and had a lot of stuff going on. And then third place, I'm gonna put the Berliner Weiss. Um, real excellent Berliner Weiss with with lots of great flavors into it. Uh, the only reason I I mean it, I guess the reason why I put it there is because the other two. Struck me a little bit more, and this and this has you know fruit juice and stuff to to kind of cheat a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any difference, but right. uh, um, but in second place, a dry log, which was a really really excellent saison. There was a lot to to dig into, but in first place, the neutrino was just what a way to start, and just like different mm-hmm. and unique and new and exciting and all the things that that we want when you know when we're, we're on our 415th episode of, of right. tasting beers and here's something wow yes this is what i want to taste this is exciting for us yeah i agree well thank you everyone for listening to craft beer radio my computer fell asleep <laughs> and i'm on the hook for playing some more music here we'll go out with the same song we came in with Jump ahead a little bit. And uh, Craft Beer Radio is released under Creative Commons license. You visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Uh, send us that self-addressed stamped envelope. You can find the address on our website if you click around a little bit. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's beer... Er, at Jeff Bear. <laughs> at CBR Greg. And if we cra- got beer, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, yeah. No, at Craft Beer Radio. And uh, the email address is what I was starting to mix with my Twitter account, and that is beer at craftbeerradio.com. Yep. That and love you've given, I've given you all a girl can give. Greg says I forgot to say we were releasing the Creative Commons license, so we are, if I didn't say that. You don't really want any love from me to make